This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's time for the Fantasy Football Guys. You'd think. Hair on the ass of conventional fantasy football wisdom. Here they are, Lyle Conkeel and Kevin Moore, the Fantasy Football Guys. Yes, indeed, we are the Fantasy Football Guys. Kevin? Uh, Lyle. The hair on the ass. Are we really, though? I mean, we are the victors in the uh, Blog Talk Radio Experts League. That's true, so... Maybe we're not the hair on the ass. I don't know. I kind of think that... Maybe we're uh, just the ass. Maybe we are conventional fantasy football wisdom. I don't think so, man. Because I mean, people, because people are still, other people still say draft Gronk in the first round. Uh, I guess that's conventional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So if that's conventional, I was wisdom, confusing conventional with successful or well, smart, right? Intelligent. We're just not dumb. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. Now, you, it's twenty seconds in the show. We're already insulting everybody. Yeah, we're not. We're not. Well, I'm not trying to say that anyway. Perhaps lie. I'm is. just kidding. Not everybody's stupid. <laughs> you don't know who just you are. Just most of you. Yeah. Everybody um, but one of you. Yeah, and you that's listening that says it's not me. You're right. It's not you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so coming up later on, Liz Loser from Yahoo Fantasy Sports will be along to talk uh, picks from last Ooh, week. I would like to talk about those. Lyle had a day. I had myself a day, he sir. He had himself a good day. Yeah. Liz and I, eh, it, it was okay. Did all right. You were fitty-fitty. Yeah, we did half up, half down. Yeah. You know. I came real close on uh, on catching that over, but I didn't. Yeah, close. Close doesn't work. Doesn't really work. Yeah, unless you. I actually should. It was the only time I actually should have bet. Well, yeah, you never know when that's going to happen. No, but I would have. I would have done extremely well. Obviously, would have done well. Yeah, I got one wrong. So, yeah. so you know, like like Friday evening, right? The the booking bookie service I use, um, who has advertised with us, starts ringing my phone. Like, you going to get some bets in? I'm like, nah. Are you sure? Oh, we, really? They're calling you? Oh, yeah. They, they call me. I'm like, wow. Yeah, you need to. You How need much to. are you gambling, bro? No, not, really not much. Not much. Do I need to do an intervention? <laughs> no, Please dude. Please let me do an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> no intervention necessary. I, I haven't placed a bet since like week three. You know? You should have put a bet in. I mean, you know. Should have been betting the Eagles. Who knew? You should have been. Who knew? Every freaking week. I'll until... bet them. I'll bet them next year, and they'll go. You know, yeah, then four and twelve. That's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare curse them. <sighs> yeah, that would be bad. And that's why I stopped betting them because yeah. you know I won two out of three, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, let yeah. me count my cash. Yeah, let me just get the hell out of here. And then I bought Bitcoin right before it crashed. That's so, good too. So I'm right on top smart. of that. Yeah. yeah. I bought it, uh, you know, my son Robbie's like, Dad, I've made like 30% in three days. I'm like, ah, shit, I got to get in now, right? Yeah. I bought it, and literally the next morning I lost $100. <laughs> uh, so so my purchase here. crashed Bitcoin. Yes. Well, it's just the dark cloud that follows you around. Yeah. 
you know. I'm usually pretty lucky on stuff like that. So I'm in for the long, long haul. Let it bust up, you know, to a thousand, then I'll, I'll jump. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till it really tanks again, and then I'm gonna buy back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. So anyway, obviously we have four games this weekend. We're going to talk about. Uh, Liz will be calling in, but right now let's talk about some uh, some news. And when you're talking about these four games, you have to talk about injuries because they have such a huge impact huge, <clears throat> on the way these things go. Huge. Uh, before we do that, though, i got to do this other thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we yeah. do that? You have to ring the cash register, as they used to say in the old radio days. <gasps> a ching ching. That's right. Sorry, guys. A little and housekeeping. Something like that. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Hey, it's that time of year again. Time to make resolutions. So whether you use a... Let me start again. It's that time of year again. Time to make resolutions. So whether you've resolved to save money this year... Harry's can save you about $100 over a year if you are a frequent shaver. Or if you resolve to take better physical care of yourself... Harry's products have won a bunch of grooming awards and they'll keep you looking and feeling great. Harry's is all about a great shave at a great price. Harry's stripped out the unnecessary features like vibrating handles, Man. heating blades, 15 lubricated strips, etc., as well as the unnecessary cost to deliver a perfect razor at an amazing price. So whether you like Harry's for the five German blades and single lubricating strip like me, or that ergonomical handle like me, you can be like one of the three million guys that have switched to Harry's. Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades, they'll give you a trial shave set for free nice. when you sign up at harrys.com slash ffguys. All you got to do is pay for shipping. So the free trial set includes a weighted ergonomical handle, like Lyle says, razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip, and that trimmer blade I like so much, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Go to harrys.com slash ffguys. That's harrys.com slash ffguys. There you go. I used Harry's today, bro. So did I. Yeah. I hit that, see, I, I got the full squirrel on now. So, I turned mine up. You guys would be shocked if you saw me on the yeah, video. Yeah, Lyle now. almost looks employable. Well, that's the <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I went I went close. I went with a, like a four on, right. on the beard. And then trimmed up the cheeks and the, uh, yeah. the stem. And then, yeah. The shaft, yeah. as it were. Right. Yeah. And so the, I just the, I just hit the uh, I just hit the neck. One with a razor cut on the dome, too. <clears throat> so yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not looking like a hippie anymore. Wow. That's nice. No, not like a hipster. Yeah, well, I guess that is a hipster now. Kind of. used to be homeless. Now it's hipster. <laughs> yeah, but my daughter actually looked at me and went, she, as soon as she came in the door, uh, Evie, she's yeah. seven years old. She'll be eight tomorrow. Happy birthday, Happy Evie. Happy birthday, baby. Um, she walked in the door and she put her hand on my face and she said, I miss the old you. <laughs> like, it was the first thing she said. <laughs> She'd seen me that morning and I had a big beard and then I shaved it and, you know, went and got my hair cut. She, the first thing, she didn't know. Right. First thing she said, I miss the old you. Little does she know you're the same schmuck you were that morning. Right. The Facial hair, schmuck. not relevant. Correct. Hey, Kyle Rudolph uh, practicing in full. We all know about that ankle. Uh, he suffered the sprained one, you know, from last week. Uh, apparently practicing in full, Kyle well, Rudolph. Not last week. Yeah, right. So we Would have been before, the week yeah. before that. Rex Burkhead remains in a brace. So, yeah. Not he doesn't matter. Play. Dude hasn't played since week 15, limited in practice with that knee. Uh, he's still sporting that brace and, quote, still couldn't do all the stretches with his left leg. So guess what? looks like Deion Lewis is going to be the divisional round playoff uh, workhorse uh, from in the, the not, Patriots' backfield. bad news. Well, he's been doing well. Uh, Antonio Brown practicing in full good news there for really good news. the Stillers. Uh, bad news, of course, <laughs> for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know, though. 
Yeah, we'll see. You know, Jacksonville lit him up for five interceptions last time, right? We'll see. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, so that calf is better. Full practice today. Uh, DeMarco Murray and his knee rolled out of the divisional round. I'm so excited. I'm kind of thinking it had a little something to do with how, how well Derrick Henry did. I'm so excited because I have Derrick Henry in the Dynasty League. Oh, yeah. And finally, I believe the next season, finally, he'll be a workhorse back. And I, you mark, know what? You mark know my what, words. He's going to run for fifteen hundred. You know what would make me really happy? <laughs> if uh, I'm going to throw something at you. If Carolina cut loose Jonathan Stewart <laughs> <laughs> and the Titans, and picked, Titans him picked him up, <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a be hilarious. Yeah. yeah, Charles Johnson uh, only notable and active for uh, for the contest coming up. Um, oh, what am I talking about? That's old news. Yeah, well, yeah. What's that? I got to refresh this. Uh, Julio's uh, uh, mispracticed on Tuesday. Marquise Lee. Rolling. Let's see what else we got here. Jay Ajayi. You got. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Any of this matter? You know. So really. Uh, yeah, that's really. There's not a lot. Not a lot of news going on here. No. You'd think there'd be some. I guess we could talk about Gruden. John Gruden uh, paid a, a king's ransom to go coach football in uh, Oakland for a while and then into Las Vegas yeah. for a little while. Um, dude, the thing is, he, he's sitting in the catbird seat. Because really, if, you know, if he's, if he's an NFL coach and, and gets fired um, you know, and goes to another NFL coaching job, the old contract is null. Generally, right. but if he goes out and goes back into TV, they're going to pay him. There's almost like a Bobby Bonilla contract. Yeah. So, you familiar with that contract? I am familiar with it. Um, so, what's awesome? By the way, um, people don't remember back in the day with uh, Pittsburgh or yeah, the Pittsburgh Pirates. It was Bonilla and, and Bonds. Bonds. Yeah, it was yeah. Bobby Bonilla and uh, Barry, uh, Bonds. Barry Bonds, the Killer Bees. Yep. And they even had a yellow striped uniform they would wear sometimes. Yeah. It was awful. It was terrible, yeah. yeah. But, dude, Bonilla was amazing, Right too. field, left field. Yeah, man. They were awesome. Anyway. So, so anyway, if people don't know, uh, basically the way that uh, the Mets uh, got rid of Bobby Bonilla was they agreed to pay him like $1.19 million a year until like 2035 or something like that. Yeah. So he's going to be getting – he's just sitting around uh, Collecting who knows money. What, you know? Just getting paid over a million dollars yeah. a year to not play baseball, and Boats he's, he's and hose, like baby. my age now. I think. Boats and hoes, boats and hoes, <laughs> coke and hookers. That's all we're looking at. Uh, yeah, but so, but the interesting thing is, so first of all, people were annoyed by Gruden on Monday Night Football. I didn't mind him at all. No, I didn't mind him. Yeah, I thought he like his enthusiasm. I enjoyed um, the way he talked about the quarterback position. I really enjoyed. Um, obviously, he knows offenses extremely well. Right, um, and so, conversely, you know how to how to play defenses. Sure, too. sure, but obviously, yeah, I wouldn't call him a defensive mind. He's an no, offensive minded guy. Yeah. Um, but so, so, I'm, dude, I'm excited about his opportunity back with the Raiders, man. I mean, they don't have a bad football team. They don't. And, you know, right? a lot of the criticism about him was that you know he he won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. Right. My response to that is this: in that Super Bowl. His team was both teams. Yeah. He brought the Raiders up to the point where they were Super Bowl contenders and, and then left, yeah. got traded, basically. So his team represented the AFC, and the team that he took over in Tampa was previously coached by Tony Dungy that had been a championship team for years. He just couldn't close the deal. Right. So basically, Gruden's fingerprints were all over that Super Bowl. Gruden's a great – he's a great coach, Yeah. by the way. 
Eagle. Former Eagle. Former Eagle. So, yeah, I think that he's uh, – and another criticism of him in the booth is that he didn't really say anything bad about anybody. But that's, you know, not that's being negative. Man. Yeah, I mean, as a color guy, you're not supposed to be a negative. If you're on NFL Network, you know, I mean, he would say, head, stay, yeah. say, you know, oh, you know, needs to do a better job there. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's not really being negative. That's just being obvious. Yeah, but, uh, dude, I don't know. You can't have Chris Collinsworth in a booth and then – Say anyone else is bad. That's true, right? Because Phil Sims still has a job. Yeah, yeah. So shut up. Now, I mean, thank God they got rid of Emmett Smith. Oh, that was terrible. And, oh man. But you know what? I loved his broadcast though because I, I love how he slaughtered the language. Dude, he barely spoke English. By the way, one of the <laughs> What's that one of the even... best lines I heard <laughs> about this last week's game that he um, called, which was I guess who, the, the Bills that? Jacksonville who, who, who called. Uh, Tony Romo, sorry. Uh, okay. We jumped over to him. But one of the we best didn't talk li- about Romo at all, but okay. I know, but I'm going there now. Okay. One of the best lines I heard at the Jacksonville Buffalo Bills game that the best quarterback in the building was in the booth. Oh. Yeah, dude. It's true. It's true. Yeah. You know, so it is know, true. And and I think I I hate Tony Romo as a cowboy, but dude, I love the 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 games and the way he calls them. Sure. Yeah, he's not bad. Enthusiasm, you know, he kind of calls it's it. Kind of like watch, Aikman. Watch this guy. Well, Aikman sucks, but you know, he's like, watch this. Aikman's fine. Aikman sucks. He's. You just see that's bitter cowboy stuff. It's not, dude. As a as a person who is has been a professional broadcaster from eighteen years old, I hate the way he speaks. He ends. What about every, Joe Buck then? Uh, you like him? Uh, he's at least pro. I don't like him in his personality, but the way Ugh. he the way he delivers so and speaks. Phony. Aikman. Ends this ends every single sentence with the word "and," so that it'll lead into the next stupid thing he's about to say. <clears throat> Listen to him; he'll go. Uh, he he he, he hit that hole, and now I'm trust never me, not going to hear that. You'll never not hear it, but I've never not been able to hear it since he got into the booth. Damn it, Kevin! Right, but Romo, on the other hand, I don't mind say, Aikman. <sighs> I really don't. I don't. Okay. I like Moose Johnson. Too. You'll hate him now. I like Moose Johnson. Yeah. You'll hate him now when you hear "and" at the end of every. It's sentence. really Collinsworth is really. You know, him and Dennis Miller, uh, when Dennis Miller did Monday Night Football, that was that was an abomination. It was not good. Yeah. And I like Dennis Miller. I like him, too. Just didn't belong in the football. I right? like to stand up. I liked him on SNL. Yeah. I've listened to his radio show a couple of times. It's it's almost unlistenable, sure. but oh, I like really? him. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, he's anyway, kind of weird. Anyway. We, we digress. Sorry, we digest. We digest. As uh, um, others would say. So I was looking to see if any other coaches have been hired because I did see that. Uh, let's see. Let's see the Seahawks fired yeah. Coach Daryl Bevel. Apparently, there's and be a, Cable Tom Cable. Yeah, apparently there's going to be a parade. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So we will definitely have someone else calling the the plays next year. Yeah, that'll be. You know what I mean? Like like Matt Nagy hmm. from the Chiefs. Hmm. Now the coach of the uh, the Bears. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, man. Uh, you know, usually, you know, the thing is, and, and you, you see what happens with Sean McVay. He's the young coach with fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. One of those happened. Yeah. Okay. So now everybody's like, we got to get the fresh young coach with new ideas and the brilliant offensive mind and bring him in. He's going to turn our offense around. Okay. So it happened with Sean McVay, and I don't know. You know, I think Nagy's a good coach. But I don't know that he's Sean McVay. Correct. 
So I think that's the whole trend of let's get the young guy. And, you know, Nagy's like 39, I think. He's young enough. Well, let's get the young guy in here with these fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. Just because it worked in, in L.A. Let's see if it's going to work in Chicago. Right. Because we have a young quarterback, too, and maybe he can be the whisperer that we need. Who knows? So I think the real interesting question is, uh, talking about KC and young quarterbacks and stuff, is what happens with Alex Smith? Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of team. I thought about this good and long and hard. I was in the restroom. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding. And it scares me a little bit if the Baltimore Ravens would just divorce themselves from Joe Flacco. I don't think that's going to happen. I know, but hear me out. Go out and get themselves an Alex Smith. Tell me they're not terrifying at that point. With that defense, that running attack, and now you have a quarterback that can throw the football and not turn it over. With some accuracy. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not, you know, it would be I, scary. I know. They're not going to move on from Dude, Flacco yet. Just work with me here. Okay, so you want me to do pie-in-the-sky stuff just, that'll never happen. Just pretend okay. so for may, a second. So maybe Joe Montana will come back. All right, I'm throwing stuff at you. It's, <laughs> it's happening. No, seriously, it probably won't, right? There's a lot of places Alex Smith will more likely land. Um, but I'm just saying, if he went, if a guy like that went to the Ravens, they're a shoe in for the playoffs. I mean, they almost made they it They almost made year. it with Flacco, yeah. yeah. And, dude, I don't know. They might be the most terrifying force in the AFC at that point. Mm, good running game, good defense. That's what I'm saying. Decent quarterback. Kind of sounds They got like, receivers. Kind of sounds like the Saints, dude. <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> kind of does. Kind of does. I mean, they, they have talent. Dude, Wallace is really, really good. They have Macklin's really, really good, right? Dude, they have an outstanding running attack and a great defense. What else do you need? Good quarterback, and Flacco ain't that. He ain't that. They got to divorce themselves from him. Yeah, like they, I said, though, they should turn him loose. They're, they're paying him too much money, and it would cost them too much to get rid of him. It and unfortunately, co- cost him a lot more to keep him. Not like playoff berths. That's not inaccurate. Let's see what Liz thinks. Hey, Liz, oh. what's up? Hey, Liz. Hey guys, how are you? Lyle, congratulations. I hear you're already kicking our butt. <laughs> yes, I had myself a day, Liz. <laughs> I got lucky. It happens occasionally. Yeah, because we all saw the Chiefs choking in the second half to the Titans. That that was on everybody's radar. <laughs> Actually, Liz, you and I picked the Titans. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. So, losing, missing so the Chiefs. <laughs> if, if he had picked the the Titans, he'd have gone eight for eight. Yeah, I would have went eight for eight. All I have was the under on that game. Oh, right? so that. Yeah. All right. Well, it was a it was a wacky day, and I have to I have to admit, like watching my Rams run out there, I was super excited. But also in my DFS lineup for for um, Wild Card Weekend, I got a lot of flack from people saying like, "Why? why? I only had one Ram. My wide receiver too was Cooper Cup." But I had a lot of Falcons because, as you and I, as all three of us discussed on last week's show, that matchup had the highest over-under. So I wanted to, in terms of DFS, chase those points. But Absolutely. I had, you know, the Falcons just went to the Super Bowl. Things change in the postseason. I figured there might be some nerves. But I did not figure those nerves would be that intense. It's a big deal, man. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's something you can't, you cannot teach experience. And Let me write that down. Yeah. Yeah. Write it down, Kevin. You can't. This, this is sage advice. Experience. Well, I, I'm just saying that uh, 
you know, every year we get into the playoffs and we see a young team who is clearly better. The Rams are clearly better than the Falcons this year. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? They get maybe they don't have a better running attack. I don't know. We could argue that point. With but, the Rams? Yeah. They had the best running back in the league. I, 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 no, no, well, it's not just Devonta Freeman is my point. It's Tevin Coleman. But everywhere else uh, across the board, they're better. You know what I mean? And they still couldn't get it done. Yeah. So let's let's roll through it real quick, and then we can talk about some other things. So it was Titans-Chiefs. Chiefs giving up nine, for God's sake. Liz and I both took the points there. Uh, Lyle gave them. Uh, it was turned out to be a Titans win, so the the, the um, nine didn't mean much. So Liz and I both get a point there. After that, it gets a little dicey for Liz and I, and not so much for <laughs> Lyle. The over-under was 44, came out to be 43. Uh, I had the over, uh, Lyle and Liz both had the under. So after that game, it is Liz 2, Lyle and I both won. So the Falcons-Rams game, uh, Rams are laying 6.5. Uh, the Falcons won that game, taking care of that lay. And uh, so Liz had the Rams, I had the Rams, Lyle had the Falcons. Lyle takes the point. The over-under, 48.5. The actual was 39, so the under takes it. Liz and Lyle both had the under, I had the over. Big hole in the in my day there. It kind of sucks. So uh, at the end of that, it was uh, Lyle 3, Liz 3, me 1. Uh, Bill's Jags. Jags giving 9. Uh, they only won by 7. So we all had the Jags. We all took a point there. Um Lyle and I had the under, Liz had the over. It was uh, the under wins. And then for the Panthers Saints, the Saints uh, laying seven. Uh, Saints actually won by five. Let me see here. Oh, wait a minute. I might have miscalculated this. I think you did. Saints only lost by five. They won by five. Oh, yeah. They won, won by, by yeah, five. Yeah, they won by I five. I think I had, I had to, I took the Saints. Didn't right. I? So Liz was, wins that. Ooh, I have to recalculate. Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing, Kevin? Not the wrong thing, apparently. This is kind of awesome. I'm excited. Lyle's not doing so well. <laughs> I'm, 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 st- I'm still okay. Yeah, you'll be all right. As long as I'm at least tied, I'm all right. All right, so let's see here. Liz gets the point. All right, Liz. Good Lord, Liz. It's all good. <laughs> math is, Don't good me. Math is hard when you get into your 50s. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, can't do math. Just, you know, it's one point here, one point there, but, you know, Kev can't figure it out. Uh, dude, it you, all adds up. You, you, you could always up. take over this little task if you wanted to. Why would I do that when I'm watching you struggle? <laughs> what a dick. So, where do we end up here, Kev? I'm getting there. Well, all right. So, <laughs> so Liz has five. All right. Lyle has six. All right. And I'm still screwing it. Okay, so uh, it was a uh, five-point win by the Saints, so Liz getting the points, uh, wins with the Panthers. Lyle and I lose with the Saints, and the over-under was 48.5. Liz and I had the under. Lyle had the over. So Lyle has six points, Liz has five points, and I have four points. Well, that's I'll allow it. <clears throat> so, you know. I'm, not, st- I'm still in the lead. Still in the lead. That's okay. So, uh, Liz, Lyle was talking about, uh, you know, um, the fact that Alex Smith, who just won MV- offensive MVP of his team, yep. uh, maybe um, he's on the trading block for this coming season. Maybe in the offseason he goes to a team like 
you know, Lyle was all excited about. Uh, no, I'm not excited about it. I don't think it'll ever happen. But what I'm saying is, if he went to the Ravens, yeah, it would be amazing. Well, they're talking about maybe maybe Alex Smith gets traded to the Browns. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. but 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 you know, all I'm saying is, with the team the way that it is right now, if they could let go of Joe Flacco and get themselves a competent quarterback, yeah, they would be instant contenders for the whole shebang, dude. They almost made the playoffs this year. You know, they, uh, what they were I mean, a four-team tiebreaker. With that, like I hear that, but wasn't this year's Joe Flacco basically every other year's Alex Smith? Mm, no, man. I, I mean, so, he, w- he wouldn't push the ball. He wasn't pushing the ball downfield, whether it was his back or not. It was tons of like short little passes. Danny Woodhead got hurt early, and I think that affected things. Jeremy Macklin disappeared. Part of it was because he was hurt, but right. I don't think that Joe Flacco, 2017 Joe Flacco, is that different than 2015 Alex Smith. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Hmm. <laughs> I think Flacco's a terrible quarterback. I, I think he, he's a backup. Um, I've always felt that way. Uh, he's got a killer arm um, when he chooses to throw, but that's about it. Um, he's not accurate. He's not careful with the football. Lyle's always hated Flacco. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not a huge fan. And I think if they had a capable quarterback. The thing is, man, we've seen Alex Smith um, be capable of taking over a football game. Right. Right. It doesn't do it often because uh, he's a game manager. But, man, if they had a guy that could – because they don't have poor talent. You mentioned they have Jeremy Macklin. They have – again, he got hurt and stuff. They have Mike Wallace, right? So these these are burners, man. Right, you know they they can they can do some damage. Um, didn't happen this year, so I'm just saying, if they had a guy, it doesn't have to be Alex Smith, but they had a guy who could, you know, add something at the quarterback position, they would be instant contenders for the whole shebang. That's all I'm saying. And Alex Smith uh, apparently is available. I think it's going to be. I think well, it's he's going definitely to be, available. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be difficult to to cut him loose. I think, but you know what? The Flacco's got to go, dude. He does. It, well, it, he's got to go. Yeah, I think there's too much money involved. I, I don't in him to care cut about him. his contract. I man. know he's you not, don't. He's but not getting it done. The people who decide those things do for yeah. sure. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we ready to dive into this coming week's action? I am. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, Mister Ahead gets to go first. So we have the Atlanta Falcons giving three and a half points at Philadelphia. So, who do you got, Lyle? Uh, what's the over under? The over under is forty one. Woo! That's actually tough. Yeah, it is. All right. Who are you taking? Philly. The over. Philly in the O. I'll go next. I'm also going to take Philly, but I'm going to take the under. I see the defense uh, playing a little action there, and I don't trust Nick Foles to, to score over three touchdowns, so there you go. 21. Why? He's done it one out of four games this year. <laughs> That's right. And they almost lost that one. So, Liz, who do you got? I got I to gotta talk this one out. So it's three and a half. Um, Falcons, I mean, I think the Falcons are going to win. It's just 
Peterson, they're going to rely on the run game. That should be low scoring. They're going to play keep away, right? So, okay, so I'm going to take Philly in the under. I don't think they lose by by that much. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think they they keep it fairly close. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that the Eagles lose as well, but but not more than a field goal. Yeah. Twenty-one twenty sounds right, but I took the over, and that would be equal. So I'll say twenty-three. 21. Wow. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. That'll, that'll give me both things. So. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So then we have Tennessee traveling to New England. New England giving a whopping 13 and a half points. Over under is 47. Do they really need the half after they give you a 13? Uh, you got to throw the point five on there. Do they need 13? Isn't 11 Okay. No. Like, why, why do you need two more? I don't know. Two and a half more. So, you know, give, given all this. What's the over-under? The over-under is 47 in, in a point. So, 47 and a half there. So, uh, it's difficult for me to, to, to give 13 and a half points. But I have, I, I think the load uh, for the Titans was shot uh, last weekend. I'm going to take New England. And I'm going to take the over. Please. I'm going to take New England, and I'm going to take the under because what does Bill Belichick do? Take away the team, the opposing team's number one. I think that's Derrick Henry, not Marcus Mariota. Right. I think Marcus Mariota is going to try to toss it a bunch, and I don't trust his receivers. They haven't been consistent enough. I mean, it's, it's Delaney Walker would be it. So I think yeah. he's going to be chasing points, but he's not going to ever catch up. Yeah, fair enough on that one. Yeah, I I, I had to take New England too. I, <laughs> yeah. I know it hurts to lay thirteen and a half. It just doesn't make sense to to lay thirteen and a half points in an NFL football game, but I think I have to. But I agree with Liz. I'm going to go with the under. Huh. Okay. So there's there's a point you could pick up, Kevin. Yeah, wouldn't that be so bad there? Um, yeah, I'm just thinking if it's if you if you're given 13 and a half points but you're taking the under, so you're really thinking it's going to be a low-scoring game. Kind of. That's fine. Okay, so you got Jacksonville at Pitt. Pitt only giving up 7 points to uh the Jaguars, which is is kind of odd uh figuring, you know, the way those two teams got to this place. Um but I guess you were were hearkening back to the the last Jacksonville Pittsburgh game, so we'll see. Yeah, what was that thirty to? <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, nine. I can't remember who said it, Something but it like was that. a Jacksonville uh, D back saying, "The last time we played these guys, we picked Roethlisberger five times, and he was talking about retirement." <laughs> if you recall, that's yes, true. Yeah, it's like you know, I should have retired anyway. So the over under on this is forty one points. Uh, unfortunately, Liz, you get to go first. So I think the Jacksonville. Man, I'm so torn because it's ahead of the season. I thought, here's like, okay, set aside the contest we're in right now. In July, I said that the reason I think Ben Roethlisberger wasn't retiring was because he wanted one more shot to knock off the pass. And so I still firmly believe that. And in all of my postseason playoff leagues, I've taken a ton of Steelers. But I also feel like Jacksonville is going to upset everyone in this game. So, I'm having I'm having all the feels. I'm not being particularly decisive on this one. Um, but I am going to take the spread is seven, you said? It is. Seven and a half? Seven. On the nose. Okay, so I'm gonna take Jacksonville. Ooh. I still think the Steelers win, but 
I don't think Jacksonville. I, I think I think they keep it a little bit closer than than that, and so I am going to say Jacksonville and what is the point over under again? Forty one and a half. Just forty one. Forty one. Um, just forty one. And I'm going to go with the under as well. Okay. Nice. What's you, bro? Yeah. So. Steelers have only covered seven points like three times a season, four maybe. Yeah, four times. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville as well. Nice. Um, I have to take the under too. Hmm. I think uh, Pittsburgh plays a lot better at home. I really wish this was six points. Um, because I see this possibly being, you know, Pittsburgh winning um, in overtime by six with no extra point. Um, so I'd really like six better. But I'm still going to take Pittsburgh, and I'm going to take the over, 41. Because 41 is not that many points. It's not. It's 21-20. It's 21-20. So I think, I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to do a little bit more of that. I really think it's going to be a Lev Bell type game. Um, because yeah, Jacksonville not so great against the run. Yeah, people say that. Well, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Mm, no, so, Marcel Dari is pretty great. Yeah, I think after he, he came is. up flat against the Bills last week, he's going to be real angry. I think having uh, you know uh, an Antonio Brown that's back. Um, that's a big. That's I think that's, that's huge. huge. I think uh, you know having having a, a Juju Smith Schuster who's a bigger part of the offense now than he was when they played before. Um, you know, I, I just, it, to me, it's all coming up Pittsburgh. I think it's going to be Pitt and New England in the, in the championship game. So I'm going, I to, hope so. Yeah. yeah that I would, that would be a great, a great AFC championship game. Yeah. So now we have new Orleans at Minnesota, Minnesota laying four and a half points to the saints. Lyle, the over under is 46 points. 46. Uh, <laughs> this one's tough, man. It is. Yeah. Um, Vegas kind of knows what they're doing with these spreads. They do. Um, I'm tell you right now, I'm going with the over. Yeah, I think um, so. 100. percent I'm going with the over. The question is, can New Orleans right the wrongs? That they, are they a different football team than they were? You know, last time in September. Yeah, when they played. Um, I think they are. Um, I mean, th- that was week three, week four. That of the was pre Kamara. Yeah, it was a while ago. I think they are. So I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints, and I'm going to take the uh, the over in this football game. Ah, this is tough. Um, this this is this is the game that bothers me the most. Yeah, it does. Because um, I really don't know. I want to believe in Minnesota, man. I do, but just the way the Saints played this last week. Plus, you got Drew Brees, right? They showed it. I texted Kevin. You shut him down. You shut him down. You shut him down. Oh, hi, Ted Ginn. Touchdown. Yeah. Right? Drew Brees, just all of a sudden, hey, now you're losing. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. welcome to losing. Yeah. All that being said, um, I'm going to take Minnesota. Because um, I think they're they're really hyped about, about uh, number one, their, their run defense is fantastic. I'll be curious to see how it goes against these two great backs for yeah, we're the Saints. They're not just runners, though. I understand that, and that's where the problem is going to be. So, I'm I'm not overly confident in this pick. 
I'm certainly going to take the over, but I'm going to take Minnesota and the over. And I could flip flop between right. now and Sunday, but <laughs> Liz, what do you think? I'm definitely taking Minnesota. Ooh. I'm taking Ooh. Minnesota because I love that you mentioned Kamara and Ingram. I think DFS wise, Ingram is the better buy because if you notice, they tend to flip flop. And Carolina sold out to stop the run. Their cornerbacks are not nearly as good as Minnesota's. That's true. So even so, if they sell, I mean, I think Linval Joseph might eat a piece of Kamara. And if that happens, then Xavier Rhodes is going to shut down Michael Thomas without a problem. Maybe Peyton is creative enough to, like, dial up some Ted Ginn stuff. But he did that last week. And I don't know if that's you – know, it's not like Ted Ginn is the most consistent wide receiver in football. Plus, there isn't that whole revenge game narrative in there. I think Minnesota is going to take this one and surprise everyone. But I am – you know what? And I'm actually – I'm going to go with the under because I think Drew Brees' arm also gives out this week. Ooh. Wow. That's bold predictions yeah, right there. That, that's that's You lost me there. The arm that has thrown, what, like 55, 54,000 yards all of a sudden yeah. in this game is going to give <laughs> yeah, out? It's done. It could happen. I mean, you know. No, I mean, he's clearly not the same quarterback that he used to be, but he's still real good. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's a quarterback. He's still real good, and yeah. he's still better than Case Keenum. Yeah. He's going to get real tired because he's coming off of a game that he had to throw a ton, and he didn't throw nearly – I think he was – among quarterbacks in terms of attempts on the regular season. So they've clearly been saving him, which is why I think they wanted to have more of a run-first offense because of his advanced age. He's coming off of a big game. He's traveling, albeit in a dome, but still that atmosphere with the soul and everything in Minnesota. I I don't know. I think his arm's going to get a little bit tired. It's not. He's going to have to take all of the uh, the monster energy drinks before he takes the field his advanced age he's 38 yeah <laughs> well you know what i, I feel That's that how old you are to be, it? You I'm, I'm, no i'm 40 i'm 41 um he he will be 39 in all fairness january 15th so a couple well, days I, I feel for drew because I, I tried to throw 10 feet a bottle 10 feet to a he trash can <laughs> and in my right arm i have a rotator cuff <laughs> issue i've had for a decade so i go to throw this my arm seizes up and the, the worst thing, part the worst part bottle is, travels about four feet what'd you say you were like draining it. i was like balling oh balling that's what you said <laughs> balling and then, and then he threw it he threw it Two feet left of the trash can. It was so and about, bad. And about three feet short. It was so bad. So I was the exact opposite of balling. Yeah. yeah was... Literally. <laughs> if you look up anti-balling in the dictionary, yeah. it's that. Anyway. Fun stuff. So, yeah, I just think that, uh, Liz, you obviously could be 100% correct. And Minnesota has a great football team. And I think that a lot of people are, are sleeping on them. Um, because of the history of, of New Orleans and stuff. But at the same time, man, Drew Brees just has a habit of going, oh, you shut down this, you did that, I'll just throw the football. and yeah. Minnesota shuts catch down it. the run. We're yeah, going to make Drew just, Brees beat us. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, it just happens. Can so do that. I'm worried about that. Well, I, here's the thing that makes me the most. Cam Jordan looked so – I mean, there was some Cam on Cam crime. In that <laughs> That's true. I like that. Um, yeah. I like that. And then what do you have, like, four QB, four QB hits, three, yeah. three or four QB hits in the last portion of that game? Yep. And I am worried that Cam Cam Jordan should, if I have my other, if, if the Saints pull this out, it is because Cam Jordan gives Case Keenum a major 
um, a, a major fit, and Keenum just gets the crazy yips, which would make sense. I mean, it's not like his history in the postseason is that storied or even in existence. Yeah, so, I was going to say, it's, it's not existence so far. <laughs> you know, right. if Cam Jordan can get up there and take Keenum's grill, and, and yeah, I think Jarek McKinnon is going to have a lot of fun this game. I think they're going to use him a ton. Um, he's, I think, in Yahoo DFS, by the way, just $4 more yeah, than, so, than Latavius Murray. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, it's a valid point, but, you know, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, um, people have been trying to do that to Case Keenum all season, and it just hasn't happened. He's been clutch yeah, but time this is the after time. I know. That's, that's what I we know. talked about with the Rams. I like, know. You know. It's a little faster now. I know. <laughs> but, but Keenum's not Jared Goff. He's, he's a, little, a, little, a little bit more seasoned, maybe an advanced age. No, that's right. Jared Goff has his job now. <laughs> that's, that's right. True. Case Keenum did so well, they put the kid in midway through the season that's last right. year. That's right. Um, by the way, Case Keenum, 29. <laughs> yeah, he's 29. He's over the hill. <laughs> yeah, he's um, an advanced age. All right, Poor so Liz, guy. we have a little work to do this week. I'm glad to see that we're all picking Philadelphia, yeah, but yeah. I think we're, we're picking the points more than we more, are the I think team. we're all taking the points. Yeah, I'm taking the points. I'm going to the game. I hope they win. It'll be amazing if they do. I'd love to go to an NFC Championship game, which they would host the following week. But I, I seriously doubt it. You're, you're talking about a team that uh, should have beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl last year. So, Yeah. All they had to do was run the ball a little bit. Or just not get sacked. Apparently kneel it out. Yeah. They could have mathematically. They could have kneeled the entire second half and still won the game, apparently. <laughs> so, Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Liz, love you. Thanks for stopping in again, classing up the joint. Hopefully, we do better than Lyle this week. Have a little catching I'm up. I'm sure to you will. I'm sure she will. I don't know about it, me. It, yep. I was talking to her, Kevin. We'll uh, try to play some catch up. <laughs> and um, can I ask your listeners? So I'm I'm going to be at the Super Bowl, not the actual game, but <gasps> oh. Media Week. Okay. Um, no, I'm not going to the actual game. I'm yeah. going to Media Week, but um, I'd love to hear from your listeners' content ideas, stuff they'd like to see, because. I want to use this opportunity to do cool stuff. And, right. you know, there's a lot. Like, I've never been to Minnesota. The Mall of America is there. It's obviously cold. There's some crazy Viking festival going on, like a carnival going on. There's tons of personalities. So if anyone wants to tweet at me, at LizLoza underscore FF, and tell me what you'd like to see in terms of content, I'm happy to take it to my producers if it makes sense and see if we can get some stuff going. And no, that does not include, like, coming to the Super Bowl with me. I see. Damn it. Claire. I was just going to Liz, ask. I have two words for you. Ice fishing. Hmm. <laughs> Let's get it done. So that, is something I, that is something that's on the docket, actually. Nice. Oh, please do that. That's a potential idea. Yeah, I don't understand. They, like, yeah. they, they, they drag they, little cabins onto the yeah, ice. They drill a hole. They build apparently, fires apparently on the ice. Yeah, apparently it's not that cold inside. Yeah, because they have a fire going in there on the yeah, ice that nice. they're sitting on. No. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I look forward to that. So this is going to be all over uh, all over Yahoo. These images. Uh, right? Now I'm excited. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to take a look at that. So yeah, listeners, please uh, hook Liz up with some content yep. ideas, and please be respectful when you tell her what you'd yeah. like her to do. There, yeah, let's come not on, be guys. A-holes. Yeah, let's not. Let, let Lyle and I do that. Thanks, that's, yeah, that's our that's our role to be there total deeks. All right, Liz. Thanks a bunch for classing up the joint. I would say good luck, but I don't mean it. <laughs> so I'll just leave that part out. 
Just one point behind Lyle. I'm coming for you. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right, Liz. Talk next All right, week. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you next week. Sounds great. Right, bye-bye. Thanks, bye. bye. Ah, Liz. It's always beautiful. I haven't heard about abroad, if you will. That's disrespectful right there. Is it? Calling what? her abroad? I said she was abroad, aboard. Aboard? Yeah, she's yes. aboard. Abroad. Yeah, but the two different meanings. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what is this, the 60s? All right. So let's take a look at these games. Dude. I wasn't saying she I, was abroad. I know. Relax, man. Just I mean, she relax. is technically abroad, but, you know, not what? abroad. What? Broad. what are you talking about, dude? Aboard. <laughs> She's on. She's keep, a, keep digging, bro. She's aboard. <laughs> keep digging. Uh, okay, so let's take a look at these games uh, a little more in depth than we did before. Something we could probably do that we didn't do last week oh, uh, we in, in a way to talk about this. So <clears throat> let's look at look at the quarterbacks, okay? We're going to see which team has the advantage all the way down position-wise. All Atlanta. Right? Atlanta has the, uh, <laughs> the quarterback advantage no, against I'm the Eagles. I'm finished. Right. So then you're talking about Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman against LeGarrette Blunt and Jay Ajay. Atlanta. Atlanta has the uh, the thing there. So uh, looking at tight ends, I think All right. uh, I'll go with Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz has the uh, the uh, lead there against uh, what is it, Austin Hooper? Yeah, I'll take that. And then let's see. Finally, we've got uh, Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu versus uh, Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Torrey Smith, Nelson Aguilar. That's uh, kind of you know I don't know Atlanta. Atlanta. Yes, yeah, Atlanta. Uh, and defense, uh, I think Philadelphia's got Philadelphia, the defense. by far. And probably special teams, too. And probably special teams as well. Yeah. So, And the reason that everybody's picking the Falcons to beat Philadelphia is because of those big offensive stats. All right, this is going to be just as lopsided. Let's take a look here. We got uh, New England at Tennessee. So you got uh, Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota. Hmm. I think it's going to go with the GOAT there. Just saying. Brady threw for 45-77 and 32 touchdowns. Yeah. And there is talk of other people being the MVP. Yeah, I know. What? Right. Well, you know, Todd Gurley. Eh. Shut up. Yeah. It's got to be Brady. It's got to be. Uh, let's see. Looking at the running backs here. So you got Deion Lewis and Mike Gillisley versus Derrick Henry. Here's the thing. The numbers suggest New England, but I actually think Henry is more by far more talented well, than really it's, anybody, he's the leading rusher Oklahoma all time. Yeah, it's Was not it a matter. I don't think it's Alabama. a matter of, of talent. I, I think it's a matter of importance. Alabama, right? Importance to the team. I know, right? I think Deion Lewis, you know, has his moments, and Mike Gillisley has his moments. But I think Derrick Henry is the key. If if the Titans are even going to keep it close, it's got to be. It's going to be Derrick Henry, Henry doing. He's got to blow him up. Right. He's going to have to, um, you know. Get yards after contact, and he's going to have to keep Tom Brady on the bench. Yeah, if there's going to be a shot for the Titans, mm-hmm. so you know it's not a matter of who's better; it's just who's going to be more important. I think that the check mark goes to the to the Titans there. So looking at receiving, Rob Gronkowski versus Delaney Walker. Love Delaney Walker. It, 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 you know, Walker's a, a very talented tight end. Actually, has more catches than Gronk, mm-hmm. but. Gronk has he's the leading receiver on the Patriots as a thousand eighty four yards leading touchdown receiver average fifteen point seven per catch, which is second on the team to it Brandon is Brooks to Brandon Cooks Brandon Cooks uh, and eight TDs versus uh, Delaney Walker's three. It's very clear that Gronk's he's the best tight end in the league. Not yeah. to mention the game. 
Oh, so you got uh, Brandon Cooks, Chris Hogan, Danny, Danny Amendola versus Rashard Matthews, Eric Decker, Corey Davis. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's obvious the, 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 the Patriots have it here, but um, you know what? I, really, the, these receivers, you, you don't know which one it's going to be. I mean, it, you know, Cooks has a 1,000-yard season with seven TDs, but it didn't seem to me that he was a standout week-to-week consistent he player wasn't. that you could count on. He wasn't, but he was a awesome flex. Yeah, but conversely, none of the Tennessee Titans. Um, For sure, Matthews either. was okay in a PPR. Yeah, yeah. So defensively, um, you know, the, the Patriots started out the year giving up, you know, hundreds and hundreds of yards and touchdowns to every defense they faced. They got better. Tightened it up a bit. Uh, Patricia, you know, did the deal, and actually, he's probably the front runner for the Giants' job at this point. Yeah. Um, and looking at Tennessee, you know, they have Dick LeBeau. I tweeted out on uh, last weekend about I've heard the name Dick LeBeau more times in this three hours of this game than I have in the entire rest of my <laughs> life combined. Because every time it was like, you know, LeBeau dials up a blitz. It's like, d- did he really? Can't you just say, you know, the Titans are blitzing? Why does it have to be LeBeau dialed up the blitz? He, he dialed it up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I think the defense actually goes to Tennessee on this one, but it's close. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's close. So Jacksonville-Pittsburgh, this one's actually not interesting at all. Uh, so obviously Ben Roethlisberger gets the check mark against Blake Bortles. Sure. Even though Blake Bortles is undefeated in the playoffs, Ben Roethlisberger cannot say that. That is correct. Uh, looking at the running backs, Lev Bell, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, it's Leonard <clears throat> Bell. Fournette's probably going to be great at some point. They're the same uh, roughly in terms of uh, average and in terms of touchdowns. Exactly the same, nine yeah. each. Well, you got to also look at uh, Bell also has about 53, 54 more carries and, and, you know, and got, you know, a couple hundred more yards. So, yeah. you know, maybe, like you said, per, per yard carry, per carry yardage is 3.9 versus 4. So the uh, difference is that Bell also caught 85 passes. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. For that another six fifty five yeah, and two touchdowns, TDs. so yeah, there's the big difference. So that's that's the thing when you look at a guy like Bell and people start talking about Gurley mm-hmm. for MVP. Yeah, I go Gurley had a really nice season because he also put out you know really nice receiving numbers. He did. Yeah, but compare eighty five and six fifty five and a couple touchdowns is wide receiver two numbers. You're talking about eighteen hundred total yards. Yeah, right, right, eleven touchdowns. It's numbers like this that made, um, you know, the Johnson kid in Arizona the David number Johnson. one pick last yeah. year yeah. was wide receiver two numbers and RB one numbers. Yeah. How can you go wrong? You right? really can't. Dude, 85 catches? That's crazy. In, in a PPR? Good God, that's a league 321 winner. carries, 85 catches. 400 touches. You have to wonder, can he keep that up? 400 touches in a, in a season. That's a lot. Yeah. It's an awful lot. Yeah. It's getting hit a bunch. So looking at the receivers, you know, you're looking at Antonio Brown, and no matter who you say on the Jacksonville oh, side, no, it's it's, it's gonna be the you know and then you add in Martavis Bryan who caught fifty balls and Juju, Juju Smith who yeah, caught fifty eight sure. balls, yeah. ten touchdowns between those guys. Silly. So obviously the you know, every check mark here except for defense really goes to the Steelers. Except for defense. Except for defense, and that's got to be with Jacksonville. They're you know top three, top two defense. Mm-hmm. Steelers, no, not shabby to be sure, but you know Jacksonville. The reason they're here is that their defense brought them here. So okay, so now it gets interesting. So looking at the Saints versus the Minnesota Vikings, uh, the, the quarterback check mark strongly and firmly in Drew Brees' side. Case Keenum's had a nice season: twenty-two TDs, 
uh, just one less than Breeze. Um, you know, way fewer yards, you know, uh, you know, way fewer completions as well. Keenum's had a nice season, but Breeze can take over a game as we've seen. Correct. So looking at the uh, at the running backs, obviously the check mark comes again firmly into the Saints side with Ingram and Kamara. Latavius Murray has had a nice season. Eight TDs, three, 842 yards. Mm-hmm. McKinnon's had an okay season. Three TDs, 570 yards. And he's also caught 50 passes uh, for 421 and two TDs. So as Liz says, if the Vikings are going to win, McKinnon's going to have to get involved early and often. So either way, check mark on the, uh, on the uh, Saints side for uh, for running backs, here's where it gets a little little iffy. I'll be curious to see what you think here about the receivers. So you got Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn uh, on one side, and then you got Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs on the other side. Well, here's the problem with what you just said. You have Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn on one side. So Michael Thomas and Adam Thielen, pretty close. Thielen, 91 catches for 1276, four TDs. Thomas was 104 for 1245. Five TDs, right? Right. Barely close. Then you go the next one, Stefan Diggs, 64 for 849. The next one for the Saints is not Ted Ginn. <laughs> it's Alvin Kamara. Right. Who caught 81 passes for 826 and five touchdowns. That's borderline similar numbers, WR1 numbers. Similar numbers, kind of, to Stefan Diggs. Yeah. He had three less touchdowns, but way more catches. Uh, and just a few less yards. So it's not really Teddy Ginn. Yeah. <laughs> it's Alvin Kamara, yeah. kind oh, yeah. of. So, you know, I hear you, what you're saying. But, you know, honestly, you cannot. And, dude, Ingram caught 58 passes. Or 50, yeah, 58 passes, too. It's only too. six fewer than uh, than Diggs caught. Yeah, for, for another 416 yards. So these backs, if you put them together as a wide receiver, I'm going to put the check mark in the New Orleans category for receiver as well. I love Thielen. I love Diggs. Kyle Rudolph is clearly a superior tight end, so I'll give them the check mark there. Yeah. McKinnon's not a bad receiver. So I you know, I get that. But I'm just saying, if we're talking about catching footballs, Saints have that too. It ain't purple this week. The problem is that defense. The defense is by far it could not be further pegged to the Minnesota side. To the Minnesota side. So That's the issue. Young James Boy producer and I uh, the other day were arguing uh, Jacksonville's defense versus the Vikings' defense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Vikings <sighs> tend to be more run-stout, whereas the Jacksonville Jaguars tend to be more pass-stout. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Wait a minute. I thought it was the other way. Oh, no. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Vikings run, Jacksonville pass. Yep. Um, so, you know, which has the better, you know, statistically it's the Vikings, but I think Jacksonville's right behind them. I think that, you know, looking at the Saints, I think Minnesota matches up with them pretty well. Until you start throwing the football to these running backs. Yeah. That's, that's one, when it gets weird. Right. Now, that's one thing that has happened in the past. If you remember uh, last year when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, um, if we can jump back to that game, where Freeman and Coleman were pass catchers. Yeah. Sarkeesian doesn't do that with those guys. Yeah. So that element of, of their game is basically gone. Yeah. Coleman catches a few more than Freeman, but it's only four or five a game. Whereas last year, you know, they, they get 10, 12 catches a game between sure. the two of them. Sure. So, you know, I think once you start whittling these teams down, uh, these pass-catching running backs are really going to be the difference. And I think it could be the difference in this game, even though I picked the Vikings to win. <laughs> I was about to look, yeah. Yeah, I picked the Vikings to win, but, you know, like I said, I could flip-flop two or three times between now yeah. and, and this is game t- time. This is a tough one to call. Yeah. I mean, last time the Vikings won by 10. 
See, now I'm looking at Alvin Kamara with wide receiver, borderline wide receiver one numbers. I'm like, maybe I want to go change that pick. Pretty close. You can't change it. You already announced it. Damn it. It's official. It's, <laughs> it's official. It's official. No, it dude, it's, it's written in ones and zeros. It's right here on my laptop. No, I have it written down, so it's over. You can't change your pick. Sure I can. We did it officially on... No. No, you cannot. <laughs> you had your chance. You could have thought about it all the way up to this moment. I did. And now it's over. <laughs> you made your pick. Stick with it. Nobody will remember this come next Wednesday. Mm, I wrote it down. So You going to take that with you? I am now. <laughs> Stick it to your chest. <sighs> so, uh, all right, there you is, have it. Yeah. So I think we got I don't know eighteen or nineteen uh, players in the money league. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Bummer. A, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you guys suck. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's still two hundred bucks. It's not like either of us are gonna win it. No, you know? probably not. Yeah. Let's ride. We're not winning it. Somebody will though. Take our money. We do. Give money on the regular. I mean, I'm just telling you guys, nothing quite folds up in your pocket like money from Kevin's pocket. See, this conver- feels right. Conversely, nothing folds up better in my pocket than money out of Lyle's pocket. When Lyle gives me money, like he did, he paid off his, his uh, at the end of it, I was $5 up. He handed me cash. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I got a little stiff nip there when he did it. Yeah. It's a small one. I carry the first $5 bet you lost to me in my wallet all the time. Do you really? Yeah. You lie. It's show there. it to me. Show, show me the Finsky. And don't pull it out of your regular uh, money part. Hold it up so I can see it. Okay. It's in here. That's a single. single. That's where all your money is. That's BS. All right. He was lying. He was lying. I knew I had a five in there. God damn it. So you were lying. Yes, I was. But it would have been amazing if I pulled a five. It would have been been great. (laughs) If I had signed it, it would have been great. I still have a picture of my nephew, Jesse, handing me a $5 bill that he lost. And I keep that with me. And every Super Bowl that he comes over, I show him that picture and ask him if he'd like to have a shot at winning it back. Oh, yeah? He declines. Every time? Every time. He wants no part of it. That would have been amazing. If I you thought I had a, a five If you me. pulled out a folded five with my initials stamped on it. We wouldn't have had your initials, but if I'd have pulled it out of my wallet. Well, that's why I wanted to see where you took it from. If you took it out of your regular money place, it's not going to matter. I want it to. I want it like enshrined in its own little, you know, clear plastic window. All right, all right, all right, bitches. We're out. Enjoy your weekend of football. Hopefully, uh, the birds will be winning, and we'll be happy next Wednesday. If they don't win, they we're going to be some dour bastards. You can believe that. They won't win. We should all commit suicide, and everything's over, and life is bleak. Call your suicide hotline now if you are <laughs> feeling depressed. <laughs> they help. They this will is help. the life of an Eagles fan. Yeah, it's what so, we do. Somebody was talking. Somebody wrote about how the Falcons were a little downtrodden too, and I was like, you know what? But screw them. Yeah, they were at the Super Bowl last year. They should have won it. Did they win it? No, they didn't. Maybe but they, they were should've. there. Last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl was like 15 years ago. No, eight years ago. No, 13 years ago. Oh five, right? That yeah, was oh four season. Oh five. Oh five. So, so 12 05. years. It's been a long time. 
So that's going to go ahead and be 13, but okay. Screw, I'll screw allow, the Falcons. I'll allow that you're poor math. Well, it's the season versus the year the Super Bowl's played. It's Dude, different. there was a freaking Cowboys fan in front of me just jabber jawing on the last game. Just, uh, uh, Eagles, uh, 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 one of these championships. And I went, dude, the last time you won a Super Bowl was over 20 years ago. Get over it. Yeah. Like, you, you, you haven't done anything lately. So yeah, let's talk about playoffs since you know, the, yeah. since '96. Yeah, your best quarterback is in a booth right now. Still, still. <laughs> he was like, "Huh, oh, you're right." Huh. Yeah. Yeah. When when present, presented with facts, they have to buckle. All right, we've talked wow. through the outro, the whole song. That's okay. Yeah, boys fans. We haven't done it in a while. Dying of fire. Get murdered in the face. <laughs> Love you, mean it. Bye, bitches.